Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Mmm, mmm, cruising, cruising into week four of this college football season. Week four, um, I'll say this, it, it's not week three. Week three was a rollicking, big old jolly bear of a week. Oh, just a giver. Drama everywhere, right? Is, is that the case with this week, gentlemen? Mm. Mm. If you mm. squint and if you really... Yes, it is. If you really believe in UMass, yes. Listen, this is a good week. Everyone is 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 down on week four, and I was too coming into the season. But if you... So the first three weeks of the year, we've had like big, noisy primetime games. Um even though Clemson-Louisville didn't live up to that by any means, and week twos didn't really either. Um, but we've had really shitty noon slates. Like, you know, we've had the stereotypical Big Ten snoozers, and we've had very, um, I mean, we've had Thursdays and Fridays with one game at a time. This week we have, not only is the weeknight a little bit more active, like there's still no good games worth talking about, but, there's at least options. And then in the noon slate, buddy, there is finally a lot going on. I think, um, you know, Texas A&M, Arkansas, got yourself a hot seat bowl right off the jump. Mm-hmm. You're going to start the day with some anxiety. And then you have, I would say, three or four other solid options, which is about three or four more than the usual noon slate. And then from there, it's just college football Saturday. So I think, you know, that alone makes this a good, a good, a good schedule. On the other hand, in the like evening slot, what's your best choice here? I mean, Mississippi, so you, got, you got Mississippi State at Georgia. That should be a good, okay, so, a good, interesting game. All right, so you got that SEC's number one contender match. Right. Um, okay. Correct. Penn, that's that's Penn, pretty big. Penn State at Iowa is the game that I think we all want to be good, but probably won't. Well, Florida at Kentucky. I've already. You know what? I'm already preparing my body for Kentucky breaking this losing streak. So, yep, Florida, same. Kentucky, there's the SEC's number three contender match. Number three? <laughs> right. in what? It, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, come on now. Penn State, Iowa. Okay, we got Penn State's, like, um, death-defying high-wire offense going up against its exact opposite. Going like, up against, going up team- against the <laughs> unstoppable ancient virus. <laughs> Good, good. Like, like if, if Penn State is the high wire act, brother, Iowa is the the trapeze net. So this is this is Spider Man fighting a mountain. Uh, yeah, correct. just kicking the shit out of a mountain. Hopefully, it's the oldest story in literature. Spider Man right? fights Which a mountain. Spider Man fights a mountain. Exodus chapter. That, that was in uh, <laughs> that uh, the what is it? The four types of story. It's 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 human versus nature, human mm-hmm. versus God, human. Human and Spider-Man versus Mountain. Right, right. And yeah. lo, and Adam pitch. said to the lo- uh, Adam said to the serpent, "Hey, you see, uh, you see Spider-Man fighting that mountain over there? What the shit?" And lo, Spider-Man yeah. was <laughs> to fight the mountain. <laughs> and 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 that's why Spider-Man had to get the suit made because once we fell from grace, he had to cover his shame, which was his whole body apparently, not just his uh, spider yeah. genitals. Everyone saw his spider dick. <laughs> you know what? You're right. This this conversation alone has sold me on Iowa Penn State. Thank you. See, week four is good. Yeah, I would also look to that uh, that Iowa 
it's not exactly they got some you'll never believe what position they have some injury issues at be could running be back. running back <laughs> could it be running back if you're not familiar there was a, a tradition interrupted for several years of good health but now apparently back that you know they got some they got some dings and stuff going on with uh, the running back position and that's not good because if you've watched their offense I mean, it's it's pretty ugly and ugly pretty. If you you get my drift at the same time, um, and uh, that ugly pretty pretty ugliness depends a lot on the running backs. So uh, they're gonna need they're gonna need them all for this game because they need to keep they need to keep Penn State's offense way off the field. <laughs> Ideally, in the parking lot. Yeah. No. Can can, can you can you put them? Can you get them at the high V? Can you can you keep them in the parking lot? Can you move them, Coach? What did you What did you do to uh, shut down Penn State's offense? Well, we sent them a, a faulty MapQuest map. Sent them right to uh, Sioux Falls, as it turns out. Yeah, they had a great time, also, and so did we. Go Hawkeyes! Also, um, just a, a little thing for those of you who haven't been watching uh, Iowa football as intently as we have, because you know. Really, college football begins and ends with Iowa. It does. But if you haven't been watching, um, Nathan Stanley, y'all, Nathan Stanley's pretty good. I mean, not even just like, oh, he's good for an Iowa quarterback. No, no, man, that's a solid quarterback. You could be in, you could be in trouble, Penn State, is what we're saying. Okay, is- so here's here's what here's what Week Four is going to be useful for. Week Four will be. I'm determined that this is the uh, week where we dispel illusions, like. Right. Illusion one. Is Brett Bielema worth a damn at Arkansas? Maybe if he loses mm-hmm. to Texas A&M at home or in Arlington, I should say. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Illusion two. Is Alabama actually a little bit weaker? And I say that in like the sense of like, oh, this atomic bomb. You can see the kilotons are down three. Not nearly as powerful. Vanderbilt will be an interesting test for them. Um, USC Cal, TCU Oklahoma State, all of these have the potential to just take whatever we think about a team and sort of test it. Texas Tech at Houston. Texas Tech has looked fine this season. Texas Tech has looked like they kind of have their shit together. Will that still be the case after they go on the road to Houston? I mean, you look all throughout that top ten, and somebody's going down. Michigan, Michigan at Purdue. That's Michigan an interesting game. That's an interesting game now. So, so hopefully, week four will provide answers where we have questions. But I'm still not happy, and this is why. Guys, football's broken. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, oh, <laughs> wasn't aware. Yeah, so obviously the best football is NFL football because it costs the most money and makes the most money and has so it the must, most. So it must be good, right, right? Right. Ryan, I think the most important factor is it has four NFC East teams, sure, whereas sure, other sure, sports sure. don't have any. That's, that's, a really, mm-hmm. that's a really excellent point. Um, but it's broken. How do we fix it, guys? Hmm. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I would suggest that you uh, – I would suggest that if you're, you really are interested in fixing NFL football, and by fixing, I, I think you mean like, are we giving a a serious answer? You you might you might be more like the Falcons 
one, I think everybody should blow a 28-3 lead. It's a great bonding experience for your team right. and for everyone involved. Um, I would also suggest, if you're uh, looking to fix NFL football, that one thing you could look at is also being more like the Falcons and charging nothing to go and eat at the games. Now, the tickets might be expensive. I don't know. There, there might be a way around that. You make a lot of money. You make like hundreds of millions of dollars a year off your NFL franchise, probably, unless you're with like Buffalo. And I don't know. I think maybe maybe one thing is is understanding this that um, that maybe Buffalo is just never going to be good or cool, and that's fine. That's another thing. When somebody's like, "Man, I don't know. I'm a Bills fan." I'm like, "That's not my fault. That's your fault." Aren't you, you impressed with how tough I am because I'm a Bills fan? No. Wait, hold on, hold on. I defy this is this is a false. You're creating a straw man here. There is nobody who has ever marched out into the world and declared, "I am a Bills fan." Be impressed with me. Every Bills oh, fan, yeah. No, every Bills fan it feels an appropriate amount of shame and self-loathing because being a Bills <laughs> fan is not a happy thing. None of them are out here oh. like, like, look at this set I rep. Come on. No, it's like the appreciate my pain kind of thing. Oh, it's like, like an, we, we, oh, it's like an emo thing. It's like Morrissey. We, 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 yeah, well, you it's, don't it's, know it's what I've we, been through. Yeah, exactly. Like you didn't, like, yeah, you didn't so, play. Yeah. Nobody's denying that. Oh man, if yeah. if if the Bills got Morrissey to sing the national anthem before every home game with his own twist on it, I'd love him forever. Yeah, but but seriously, you should charge less to get. Like, you should just charge less for stuff at games. That's like such a tiny margin of what you get anyway because you're primarily a tv product don't charge don't don't charge much for them like the falcons yeah. you know like honestly this is the dumbest thing in the world i was like oh, i'm not going to a falcons game and the entire time i've lived in atlanta for 17 years now and i have been to a falcons game once once and the only time i really thought about going to a falcons game was when I saw that uh, hot dogs were three bucks. I thought about it. <laughs> Based on your experience at the hot dog contest, we know you. We know you'd spend right. about twelve dollars. <laughs> I'd spend about twelve dollars, and yeah. then he'd ask for six dollars in a refund. <laughs> Correct. That's coming right I mean, back. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's I'm not staying down. Come on, y'all. Um, uh, listen, that's a good answer. It's a little boring. It's it's well, so okay. I wanna I, I, I wanna here I wanna I wanna throw out this one from Dakota Moyer, who I feel like is on the show every other episode. Great job, Dak sure. Moyer on Twitter. Thanks, we're not paying you. Make safeties worth thirty points. That's an amazing idea. That's an absolutely like that amazing idea. idea because it listen, safeties how many safeties are there in the NFL? I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up and I need you two to stall for me while I do. Maybe once once a week or so, maybe not that many. Maybe about ten or fifteen per year. They're exceedingly rare, though. We agree on that, right? Correct. Not many of them. They're very, they're 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 super rare. Okay. Last year in the NFL, there were thirty safeties over the course of seventeen weeks. If you told me that these were now thirty point swings in a game, oh my god! Just imagine how how furious coaches would get and they'd be like well yeah well we snapped the punt out of the goddamn end zone and that's why we lost this game by 21 <laughs> we were winning by so, two so scores 
coaches don't ad- adjust their tactics at all. No. We're up by three with eight seconds to go, so we snap the ball out of the end zone. Unfortunately, that costs us 30 points. Like, we, we, we told you that would happen. Moving extra points back has not significantly changed strategy. So we already know that they are stubborn, asinine fools. And, and why not play into that? Why not be like, yep, you know what? This is it. This is the uh, random, random number generator, safeties now, that can just swing the game the entire opposite direction. Totally so, here for it. I mean, I like how this adjusts the tactics because now, I mean, obviously the current smart thing in a normal game situation, if you have a fourth and goal on the one, is to go for it because the worst case scenario is your opponent has the ball on their own one and they're probably not going to do anything and point it back to you. Now, mm-hmm. shit, man, you should, if you have a long breakaway run, you should go set the ball down at the one-yard line and let them pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> dare like, them. Dare them to pick yeah, it up. Yeah, <laughs> dare you to have the ball on the one. Like, now you're, like, the total opposite of, like, 1916 John Heisman or whatever, where it was, like, you punt on first down if you don't like your field position. Now the entire game is all about field position, but in a really fun way. <laughs> I would I would also, by the way, just I would eliminate this is my favorite thing to do. I, I really I think we need to eliminate all eligibility rules for pass catching. Mm. All of them. When people and like that's the when they go, oh, you know, like you don't want linemen catching the ball. Er, pardon me? Who said that? Pardon? Why? Scusi? Yeah. Chemin? Yeah. I I want I want linemen catching the ball. I want to see that. Also, you'd, you'd probably end up making linemen kind of smaller, which is honestly probably good for the game because, uh, yeah, that whole big momentum kind of thing, force big people hitting each other repeatedly. Slimber them up. Get them a little looser. Let's trim them down, boys. We actually had one suggestion that would eliminate the offensive line entirely from Andy Ferris at UW Ferris. Get rid of os- offensive lines entirely. Instead, Every team has the offensive line arm wrestle before each game. So it's a series of our offensive line versus your offensive line. And every time you win, it's like one added to the Mississippis or the Alligators or whatever the like rush count would have to be. So if I have, mm-hmm. you know, my, let's say, 10 offensive linemen and you have your 10 and my team wins, let's say, six of the matchups. Before you can blitz, you have to count to six Mississippi. And before I can blitz, I have to count to four Mississippi. And we televise it, and we make a million dollars. That's pretty good. Should we make it just five on five, though? Sure, if you want to make it simpler, yeah. I mean, I do like the idea that I do like the idea that one team could dominate the other so badly that they don't have to count at all, and the other one's like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, all the way to ten. And it's just like, yeah, yeah I don't know what to say. We're playing prevent the whole time now. That's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. I like this one. I like this suggestion from Colin Sherwin. And I'm only using this because I've got a USF joke queued up right behind it. Just play faking and show it's you good. where you we're know, going. Don't you love when magicians just like tell you what's going to happen in the trick? When they're just like, yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what I'm doing. Then... I'm like Larry Allen. I'm lining up on the line <laughs> and I'm like, Woo-hoo! we're going there. We're running right here and it's still going to work. Colin Sherwin says, don't let the good players play defense so everyone can score like in college. To which I say, well, you know, like like how good? Are we talking like Stony Brook good? Where they could take you deep in like the third and fourth quarter? 
because that's what happened to USF, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Amazing. We could just if we could just get players who could score like the players from Stony Brook. Jeez. Mm. All that all that just to tweak USF, huh? Um, I will go to any lengths for pettiness, yeah. I appreciate that. It's yeah. unnecessary and ineffective, but I do appreciate it's it. Theor- it. It's theoretically pure. Sure. How about how about how about this one from Lap Lank on Twitter? Swap every team's entire coaching staff from the FBS program nearest their home stadium. So NFL team, guess what? You got a college staff, and it's assigned to you based on nothing but proximity. Like, hey Titans, uh, are you closer to? <laughs> Are you are you closer to Nashville than you are to Knoxville? Yes, you are, because you're in Nashville. So few, you get Derek Mason instead of Butch Jones. Few. Vandy, Vandy just came in handy just in the nick of time. Um, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think Todd Graham's your coach now. If not, Rich Rod is. They're they're both. Oh shit! Super 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 close. PJ Flex, the yeah, Vikings think... coach now. Oh That's my pretty awesome. god! Is Kirby See? Smart the Falcons coach? Or, or no, Paul Johnson. Uh, no, we Paul got. Johnson. We, yeah. Well, um, would it be Trent Miles of Georgia State? Do you know who literally mm. rode the boat? Vikings. Vikings rode the boat and then they killed people. Yeah. This That's is true. Perfect. Let's leave out that second part. Vikings are jolly. When they got to places, remember. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about the Viking myth. When people are like, "Oh, the jolly rollicking Vikings." Yeah. What happened when they got there? Uh, the rollicking, jollicking Vikings who. They just went there and there was a party. Fun, Ladies loved them. Fun pillage. Mm. Fun pillage. Yeah. Did they Man, it's going to be awful seeing Jacksonville's offense not put up a lot of points with Florida's coaching <laughs> staff around. I can't imagine status, what that would be like. Status quo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you just made Burrito Brothers shit so sad. <laughs> um, also, now the Jets and the Giants have to play not it for Rutgers. <laughs> So mm. yeah, whichever one's headquarters are further north gets, um, I don't know, Army or Stony Brook or Cornell or I don't know. I'm sure someone out there knows where things no. are in New York. Man, the Jets would the Jets would invite them in. They'd be like, "Whoa, that's our kind of football. Let's do it." <laughs> hey, remember the time the Bills did this for real and hired Doug Marone from Syracuse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, they were just basically like, "Oh, he's local." He won't even have to move his stuff. Oh, oh, I've spotted my favorite one. Go for it. Steve Adazio, New England Patriots. Shit. The dynasty is over. <laughs> We're all free. <laughs> Jeannie, you're free. It's over. It's over. Why are, Tom Brady's why six you, points a game. Why are you running power with Tom Brady up the middle? 40-year-old Tom Brady. <laughs> why is Tom he's Brady faster than he's ever been. My favorite thing when somebody said, uh, when somebody said, oh, you know, hey, Tom Brady says he's faster than ever at the age of 40. My favorite thing was somebody going, um, yeah, that's because he wasn't very fast when he was 22. <laughs> like at one point, Tom Brady learned to run when he was like 35, and he probably runs like a 5'7 now. Good for him. I'm proud of him. It's still faster than me, buddy. He eats Way nothing. Go. He eats nothing. He subsists subs- <laughs> subs- only on water and plant paste. <laughs> Imagine telling Steve Adazio you eat you eat nothing but uh diet avocados and you're afraid of bananas or whatever. <laughs> huh? <laughs> How do you wake Just up in the morning without a good steak? 
I don't need I don't need nightshades either. Those are curtains, right? Who would eat a curtain? I ate a curtain once, but it, I th- <laughs> in my in my defense, I thought it was a giant piece of jerky. Thought it was a dive. What's it? Thought it was a dive play. Just wanted it in my face because it was a dive play. What's a chia seed? I don't know. It's like a first down. Why would you want to live to be 99? Something you'll never see. The most dude thing ever is to have a heart attack at age 44. I learned learned that from Urban Meyer. Oh. Urban didn't have a heart attack. Shh. Steve doesn't know that. I'm going to start tying Urban Meyer conspiracy theories into everything else, right? Yeah, like you, like, don't, like you don't already do that. The Bilderberg Group, they were responsible for it. Mm-hmm. The, Florida, the Florida football program was too powerful. The, the two words, it's from Chris Jensen, at Chris F. Jensen. He says one thing, two words, dot, 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 Brian Kelly. I mean, that's well, going to happen, happen, right? No. What do you mean it's going to happen? Who's going to hire oh, Brian Kelly in the NFL? <laughs> Look at uh, who they hired now. But but yeah. here's the thing. Is Brian Kelly a college head coach? What's our evidence there? That's that's my point is okay, sure. You he may not be a uh, he may not be what you consider to be an NFL coach, but is he a college coach? You know what's fucked up about this? Brian Kelly is going to take an NFL job, not be very good at it for four years, and then use that on his resume to successfully get the Notre Dame job again. Oh, he's got he's got an NFL pedigree. Oh, look at that. We sent we sent our boy off to finishing school. Now he's ready for the rigors of Notre Dame. You know, he and already he's already familiar with the program. Man, this is an argument. I'm kind of talking myself into it. Oh, yeah, no, it's happening. It's totally happening. I was just going to say, is he going to follow former protege Butch Jones to Tennessee after all this? Haven't they suffered enough? Apparently not. Spencer, don't answer that. Um, mm. All right, so so here's a, here's a suggestion that gets to the heart of an article Spencer wrote about how basically the NFL has no incentive to put on a good product. This comes from Takao Yamada at Takao Yamada D-E-Y on Twitter. Owners have $10 million riding on the outcome of every game paid in cash to the other teams, to the winning team's players at the end of that game. Imagine how angry Bob Kraft would be if, after the Chiefs game, he watched Alex Smith and Kareem Hunt celebrate in a giant pile of his money. So turn every yeah. single game into a money in the bank match. Yes, yes. Yeah. between the owners. Just yeah, come out there like with the so an NFL broadcast, they turn the 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 grumpy old man in the box into the celebrity and like you know like a civic father and a local deity and all this. Let's he actually birthed, earn he that. He birthed Hardy's from his loins. <laughs> like, if if that's what you want, then let's do it. Okay. Like you, th- you think that's what you want is like your your NFL owner to be a, a reality celebrity? Okay, we're on on this too. Let's actually do it. I'm for it. I I also like I also like anything that makes it more like the WWE is fine. 
that's it. Just bring it on. If you if we if we're gonna do that, you know, and like milk the last bit of marrow out of this particular almost dry bone, just go full WWE with it. Money in the bank, briefcase before the game, you know. Yes, celebration and money. There should be all the celebrations and money. I didn't know this, and it's a serious point, but uh, but really, like, what's the tailgating situation in most NFL places? Because like, that that's because one suggestion from Alex Warnicky is allow fans to tailgate in the stands. Full coolers, grills, cornhole. Mm, we got a fire code issue here already. I can see it. Wait, you said, uh, not... hold, hold on. Humanity's been on this earth for how long? At least, uh, at you... least 400 years, according to Kyrie Irving. At, right? at least 400 or seven years or something, yeah. How many of those have we had a fire code for? It's true. Like, like I, I'm pretty sure that's a... 17, 18 years. Right. Yeah. So like we've listen, we get it. We we appreciate the suggestions. We've gotten by without a fire code before. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There were huge fires that destroyed entire cities over the course of days and weeks because a fucking cow kicked over a lantern or some shit. Yes. But were they were they were they good cities? Like were they real important ones? Arguably, yeah. No? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. but like, what did the fire code do? You know what? You know what's not fire? Molasses. And Boston almost drowned in that. So, you know, why are we why are we singling out fire? I guess what I'm saying is you should be allowed to have an open fire in every NFL stadium at any time without consequence because this is America and that's what our soldiers fought for. Oh, Brian just hit y'all with the troops. What you going to say now? <laughs> Man, the troops, I mean, the troops he, want, he brought the up troops. the troops. That's the end of the argument, bro. What I can't set I can't set up my big green egg in the middle of like uh, in the middle of the Mercedes Benz Megatron dome. That sounds like tyranny. Hmm. Yeah, I like that we can get any argument out of the paint by just going. Yeah, I'm sorry. That sounds like tyranny. That sounds like socialism. I don't think you want that. You don't want that, do you? You don't want an NFL. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh so you're telling me I have to buy. I have to buy the I have to buy the food that the government says I have to buy from this team, from this conglomerate. I can't make my own food. I can't hunt and gather for myself. Sorry. Am I being detained? You are. You are being detained. <laughs> You're totally being detained. That and uh that and and I don't know the tailgating situation in most places. I was at USC. At the Coliseum, um, aka the home of, um, I don't know, one of those teams. Like, the, there's like eight NFL teams in Los Angeles right now. The Rams, all just loitering. The, the Rams play at the Coliseum, and the Chargers. Okay. The Chargers play at an abandoned Sam's Club. The Chargers play at a tiny soccer stadium. It's incredible. Yeah, my my answer, by the way, when you go, they play at the Coliseum. I'm like, do they? Do they? Really? To proof of this? Their film, I need to see it. There is, unfortunately, there is. Okay, oh, that's a shame. NFL um, tailgating is really something because it's like it's about the same, but except you know you replace like grassy hills with parking lots, and you replace um, two rival cultures finding kinship drunkenly with like just a lot of depressed aggro yelling. Like it's the same thing, just sadder and madder. Just people frustrated. Just people frustrated with life. Tailgating is really all you need to know about any culture. That's why I, I particularly enjoyed a 
little video clip from the Stanford San Diego State game last weekend where camera pans to the side and there's this organized tailgate with like nice tables, place settings, everyone wearing golf shirts and shorts. And the guy pans to that side of the parking lot and goes, Stanford tailgate. And then camera shifts left. And there's this scene that looks like something out of like, yeah, like Fury Road when they're getting all of the Jeeps and war rigs ready. Right? Smoke. People standing on trucks. And the guy goes, San Diego State tailgate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, SDSU tailgate. And you're like, yeah, man, that's... Does football explain America? Yeah, yeah, explains everything. You don't... That's... Because that's all you need to know about college tailgating right there. You can get class real quick out of the equation. Um, I do like this suggestion from Bill at... Mangino Tornado, a fantastic name on Twitter. Wow, wow. Paul Wolf should become automatic head coach of the Super Bowl champs each year for parity, followed by defensive court or joined by defensive coordinator Brady Hoke and offensive coordinator Steve Adazio. So the way we try to <laughs> think about this, the way we try to create parity in the NFL now is through the draft. The worst team gets the first pick, the second worst team gets the second pick, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're talking about a fifty three man roster, having that advantage is pretty marginal. Like there's, there's only so much it's going to do for you in a single year. Yes. There are other ways you can make your team better through free agency and through creative scouting and undrafted free agents, et cetera, et cetera. But like, that's the only thing the league has specifically designed to say, this is how we will help bad teams not be bad anymore. This idea is much better. I think, I think a super bowl should be sort of like a game over like, yeah, you beat it. Now, would you like to try again on super hard? You beat, congratulations, you beat this game with Bell Belichick. Would you like to try on Paul Wolf? You unlocked Inferno mode. On, on Paul Wolf. Uh, on, on Paul Wolf, you start with one fifth of your health and only a rusty knife. No guns. Can you make it through? Good luck. You start as banker. You start yeah. as sick, you start as sick banker. Sick banker, yeah. it's you're playing Dwarf Fortress, and you're um, y- you've lost both arms. Would you like so to continue? I, I, <laughs> I think we do this with owners, because if these guys, okay, like again, if these guys are the lifeblood of these franchises, and they're the reasons why they're so successful, okay, why don't you go prove it? Guess what, Bob Kraft, you run the Browns now. Show us how it's done. Shit. If, if if this is all one big meritocracy and it all comes down to the talent of the man in the suit, let's really put that talent to work. Shit. That's mm-hmm. I, I like this because now we've created sort of like a Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares or John Taffer scenario <laughs> where like Bob Kraft is the one going around to random NFL franchise and be like, oh, my God, you just the soup's just sitting out. Are you kidding me? And then we also you have got- the Models and Snyders and whoever just running the pats into the ground. That soup plays yeah. left tackle. I don't, you know, it's good. It's split pea. It's got ham in it. <laughs> you, uh, you just got improper temperatures on this quarterback. Yeah, that's been an issue around here for a while. <laughs> you leave Sam Bradford alone. <laughs> that's not safe. He's deeply overcooked. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, this is the other thing that you don't get with college ball. We have owners. It's just you never get to see them. They're these, like, shady boosters who are otherwise just, like, so bored that they'll 
throw money into something that they'll never ever see a you know like a real dollar from right like that's that's the best thing about like you know your super rootin' tootin' Texas booster right is that your super rootin' tootin' Texas booster is just like never ever gonna see a real dollar out of it he's just doing it to swing right he's just doing it to to show it around and the best part is those people they're like twice as outlandish as NFL owners. NFL owners have to be like, you know, I can't shame the franchise. They'll talk about me at the country club. Texas, like a Texas booster, please. Sitting up so, in the booth with a big old tumbler full of bourbon, going, "Put my name on the side." And if we if we lose if we lose to Rice, take my name off the side. <laughs> take my name. I off have an idea. <laughs> Which Joe Jamail literally said. At one point. Yeah. I have an idea. I have an idea. So part of the problem for NFL is, and this is not just a college fan's opinion, is that college football is more fun. So since you are going to have a hard time on short notice making NFL football more fun, um, because every team has extremely good athletes all over the defense, and all the offenses want to do is, um, there was a nice post at the Ringer yesterday about, you know, all an offense wants to do is complete six-yard passes. You can't change that on short notice. But what you can do is try and drag college football down to your level. So let's do this. Let's hand out cards that are just pictures of these super rich boosters sitting in their boxes. And once per quarter, you have to hold this in front of your TV to simulate the NFL viewing mm. experience when you're watching a college game. Like, oh, okay, now we're looking at a photo of Papa John again during the Louisville game. He looks... How you'd expect. Yep. Ooh, look, here's, this a, is great here's, television. here's a here's a personal injury attorney very unhappy with the Florida Gators. Mm, that sounds right. <laughs> oh, oh, look at all. Here is uh, an entire Belk's worth of polo shirts at the Georgia game. Uh-huh. Mm, the ownership yeah. group looks very unhappy. All right. We have one more fix to make, and then I think we can move on. Uh, this is from Let's Jet. At Let's Jet. Young Pope Jet on Twitter. Make a U.S. senator from each state play on special teams. This is a great idea for a variety of mm. reasons. Do you do either of oh, you yeah. know the qualifications to be a senator? I believe you have to be, is it 30? You have, five? you have to be 30. 35 is president. 30, okay. You only have to be 30. Okay. You have to uh, have been a citizen of the U.S. for the past nine years or longer. And you have to inhabit the state that you seek to represent at the time of election. Um. 30 is pretty, I mean, there are certainly NFL players who play beyond 30, but 30 feels like a good, you know, if you had an eight-year NFL career, you're probably happy with that. You're probably happy to move on. Now we're changing the Senate so that it will be split in two in a different way, not by party, but by football states and non-football states. Because some of these some of these places are just not going to have to bother with it. You know, if you're, if you're Oklahoma, like, or if you're if you're shit Alabama, you don't need a football player as a senator. You need your typical crusty old moron. Because <laughs> if you're Alabama or Oklahoma, you already do. <laughs> that's how they that's, became a senator. That's 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 a very fair point. Um, so that's the first thing I like about it. The second thing is that you know it's gonna if we institute this rule now, you know senators serve for six years, so it's gonna take some time. And if you look through this list, like Spencer, give me an NFL team. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. 
Hang on, hang on. While you do that, I have a suggestion. Let's not do this by state. Okay. Let's chop the whole country up geographically. Okay. If nobody sure. gets out of this, if you're the if you're the Montana senator, you know, up there, Congress folks like to <laughs> like to choke slam people and all that. Well, hey, bro, guess what? Strap it up. You're going out there. You're oh. playing for the stock now. So that's that's the other way we can do this. We can do a senator draft. And you look through the mm-hmm. you look through here and you're like, okay, who am I who am I looking at? Um Connecticut. Richard Blumenthal, you don't look like come on. You got no. nothing. You got nothing. Marco Rubio? I don't know. You might have a little spring in your step. Can you blow up? Can you can you break up a wedge? A little light. He has a little light, but it's special teams. You don't need to be huge for it. No. But you know who my wedge a buster Steve is? Steve Tester wasn't big. Yeah, that's true. John John Tester from, from Montana. Sure. John Tester's John Tester's my wedge buster. Throwing him out there. I know that's illegal. He's still doing. Throw him out there. Let him do the Orpheus Roy. Break that thing up. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't love to see Jim Inhofe just, like, galloping through a punt return unit? Just being like, that's an 82-year-old man that just scored on you. That's an 82-year-old. Just ran it back on you. How do you like that shit? And you know why it happened? Because Pat Toomey couldn't make a tackle. That's why. That's the other thing. If we put senators on special teams... They will get to blow each other the hell up. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It will fix not only football, but it will fix America. Also, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham will be totally useless in this scenario. But I was I was just going to say <laughs> I really I'm I'm looking forward to the numerous uh, the numerous attempts to isolate and blow up Ted Cruz with multiple like fellow <laughs> senators. <laughs> Well, I'd like, senators just teeing Ted up. Well, I'd like to be I'd like to be the the snapper because then you're not allowed to hit me. I read the rules. <laughs> wow, you took a 15 yard penalty hitting the long snapper directly in the head with your uh, knee. You can tell by the owl. You keep hitting me. Why why was he Why was he speared by his own man? He was stabbed in the huddle. My God! Why is Mark? God. Why is Mark Warner just kicking him in the throat repeatedly? <laughs> they, <laughs> and the Chargers are taking a field with only nine men as um, Bernie Sanders is dropping the leg on Ted Cruz's face over and over These and over. Refs are just letting him play, I guess. Wow. Okay, so we fixed the NFL. Let's go back to this week in college football. Um. Let me start here. What is the game that you are most excited for that you are also willing to concede you may have to turn off after an hour because it's just not going to go the way you'd like it to? Mm, Notre Dame, Michigan State, because cause I really want Michigan State to, you know, to put a full D'Antonio on them, and I don't know if this team's capable of doing that. So, So that might be, there's job one right there. I mean, that, that feels like this entire schedule. Like, Iowa might give Penn State a scare. Cal might give USC a scare, you know? I mean, first on that list, like, ideally would be Vandy's defense, you know, stopping a Bama offense that has has some questions, you know, maybe running back a weird fumble or whatever, and oh, shit, we got a game. So, like, there's going to be at least one of those somewhere on this schedule. But, you know, if you had to pick one, I guess you'd make it Bama-Vandy. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of those man like like even even looking at the late slate you're like ah ucla stanford that could that could be interesting yeah no no that that shouldn't be if that's interesting ucla fucked up 
UCLA. Yeah. See, very that bad. one, it, that one's great because I like in in the Pac-12 after dark spot, you don't look for good teams or happy teams. You look for teams with just a lot going on. And both these teams got a lot going on. So, like, will that game be good because both teams just lost? Yes. It's perfect. Can we talk about Auburn, Missouri? It's best you, not to. You, you can say I mean, no. You can say no. If we have to. We um, might see Auburn score. Let's put it that way. So, Auburn through three games, and granted, one of them came against the reigning national champion. The other two games came against Georgia Southern and Mercer. Uh, through three games, Auburn has the 102nd ranked offense in the country. They are behind Tulane, Florida, mm-hmm. and Temple. You're behind Florida? They are. Florida. They are but three spots ahead of Rutgers and five spots ahead of East Carolina. Yeesh. Ah, well, that all changes this week because here comes Mizzou. Mizzou will fix that thing up. They'll, they'll, we'll look up. They'll be like 53rd next week. Wow, that's a big jump. Boy, they got it. Gus really got it fixed. They yeah. really turned things around. Yeah. Boy, that's Stidham Heisman. I mean, we could probably move on from that game. But have we talked about TCU-Oklahoma State at all? Because that's probably the nah, biggest that's, game on the that's, that's a fascinating game. Like, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm going to upgrade that to downright interesting. Like, I, I we're, we're talking about, I, I think, Either either Bill or I will write this in the next couple of days. Like, hey, NFL fans, speaking of bored NFL fans complaining about the NFL, you want to watch football. <laughs> that looks nothing like the football you're complaining about. Here you go. Two mm, teams yeah, that are going to put up lots of points. They're going to play aggressive defense. If they give up a touchdown, they shake it off and they get out there and they score one of their own. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, effective quarterbacks at their, at their level of the sport. Um, good head coaches, all that. If you want to, if you want to watch exactly one college game, and you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably watching more than one. But if your NFL fan friends are complaining about their sport, assign them this game as homework. Oklahoma State has only punted five times this year in three games. That's Damn. absurd. That's yeah. like that shouldn't That's that a- that shouldn't happen. Just because, even if you are a super talented offense who brought players back, like there should be some rust in the chains at some point, you should like have some problem. Um, and they've only turned the ball over four times. So it's not like, Oh, that's where all the rust is. Like this is, this is a really, really good offense. And the defense, I don't know. The defense is probably not one that we're looking like, Oh shit, look out. They're like top eight or anything like that. But this could be one of those years where if you have a defense, that's just good enough. I mean, this is kind of like when the Saints won the Super Bowl. The defense wasn't that good for them, but it was better than awful. And maybe that's enough to win the Big 12 this year. So it in this an, game... It's, an, it's enough, right? Right. <laughs> when the TCU and Oklahoma State were creating their teams in the, the 2K player creator, um, they had you know 100 VC to spend on their skills. Oklahoma State dumped about 85 of them things on offense. Right. TCU more like mm-hmm. 65. <laughs> like TCU still, they're still going to score a lot. But if there's an offense in the Big 12 that can slow down this team, it's you know it's going to be TCU, uh, Kansas State, Texas, or Oklahoma. One of those four most likely, and you'd probably have Gary Patterson near the top of that list. Let's... So if TCU can't do it, I don't really know if anybody can. Either way, though. 
either way, Gary's mad. So this will be fun because he, <laughs> no matter he, he what. thought they, he, yeah, he, he thought they should have won by what? Eight, he thought they should have scored 80. Yeah. 80. Thought they should have scored 80. That's where, that's how broken Gary Patterson is as, as a man. He's triumphant in his low cut in his locality, but nationally probably feels like he doesn't get enough respect. So he's gone slightly insane, right? Like trapped in Fort Worth forever. And uh, in doing so, is now basically a defensive coach who's like, we should score 80. That's, that's how. <laughs> he really, he's lost that's his how mind. Yeah, he's, become, he's gone from, like, the Mountain West defensive guru to, fuck it, I'm a Big 12 coach. <laughs> <laughs> this, is what you, this is what you bastards are you, want? Are you not entertained? <laughs> By me? Like, God, put a shirt back on. Stop it. Um, Disagree. Let me ask you the hardest question of week four. What is the saddest matchup on the week? I have a candidate, but I would like to hear yours first. Okay. I will tell you which one will be the most like a wake up call yep. for, for great up like after great enthusiasm and, and deserved to start the season. Um, Purdue has to go to Michigan. And, you know, that's these are interesting. Be Listen, these are interesting candidates, but. Rutgers goes to Nebraska. Mm. Here's why it's there. There are a few reasons why it's sad. One, let's say Rutgers wins. Does that mean much right now? Like, good for you, Rutgers, getting W. Um, but nobody's gonna feel great about beating this Nebraska team this week. Let's say Nebraska wins. It's just Rutgers. Like, you know, this is the 200 points you get for writing your name on the SAT. Nobody's gonna pat you on the back for that. And then three. What is going on in New York City while Rutgers travels to Lincoln, Nebraska? <laughs> Fucking college game day came here when I'm pretty sure this is the farthest away. I, like, I'm going to look at the schedule here. Without pulling out a map, I'm reasonably certain that this is the farthest away you will be from New York City all season. Well, what about their bowl game, Ryan? When Rutgers yeah. makes the bowl game. So, yeah, I mean, they're in the Big Ten's literally most distant location. And that much is certain. And and that's when ESPN said, aha, it's safe. We can, we can come visit New York without Rutgers being like, hey, you want to hang out? Hey, you want to go to Guy Fieri's <laughs> restaurant? Ooh, I heard it's really bad. good. I know people think it's a joke, but I've been there 12 times. All on first oh, dates. Oh, hey, bro. Hey, hey, Rutgers. Uh, sorry, we were in town. We didn't catch you. We must have missed you at the airport on the way in. That's weird. We'll see you next time. Boy, hey, remember when we started football? That was fun. <laughs> Why'd you do that, <laughs> by the way? Why'd you go and do that? Did Does that seem like it was a good idea all these years later? Did that work out well for you? It was definitely a good idea. I, I think the, the fourth funny thing here is, hey, Big Ten, uh, you, you added these two teams oh, on no! sides of the earth. And... um. You know, you made a lot of money off that, but look what it's done to your product. But, huh? but that's why they're putting it on Big Ten Network. They're owning that mistake. They're like, yep, that's us. We have to air this game. We're not going to pawn it off. Nope. We will clean up our mess. Nebraska is the uh, mac and cheese that we left in the car overnight, and the raccoons got we'll, into it. We'll eat it. It's fine. <laughs> and the, racco <laughs> the raccoons got into the car and messed up the mac and cheese. And Rutgers, that's the raccoon poop. And we'll clean that up too. I, I would be happy to eat all of it. I will. I will eat every last bit. I will lick the bowl of that mac and cheese. It's turned green. I will. I will enjoy every last scrumptious morsel. 
of that disgusting mac and cheese. Because the mac and cheese has strong academics. Very profitable mac and cheese. Did I say that? Mm, can, can I point out another possible, I don't know, there's a lot of agony can happen in this game. Mind you, it doesn't have the poppin' Big Ten New York luster. Cachet, of, that's right. Yeah, um, but it's 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 got some real it's got some real potential for tragedy, and that would be Mississippi State versus Georgia. It's it's in Athens. I'm sure, everybody's going to be real excited about Kirby Smart finally getting a, a real signature win against a super hot Mississippi State team coming fresh off that LSU win. Meanwhile, Mississippi State fans kind of feeling themselves, thinking that like, oh yeah. This is this is what it's like to be a program where we go, hey, we'll probably win that game. It's a new thing for Mississippi State. It's it, it it's always new for Mississippi State. So by the way. so most SEC fans are not good with stakes. Like Alabama fi- fans are fine with it, um, and I think a handful of other programs have have sort of like accepted. Like yeah, we play high stakes games, and you know sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Mississippi State and Georgia. I feel like two of the most burntest teams when like, oh, your star is on the rise. The path to the playoff opens to you. Just don't fuck up. Oh, oh. Mm. Well, Bulldogs aren't bred for longevity. Shit. Oh. So you're trying to say, just get out of this, get out of this game with your mascot alive. Just, just, It'll be so fine. This is, so this is a dogfight where there's just mostly wheezing and heart murmurs. <laughs> no, no, bull, Bully is strapped. Bully's a legit bulldog. Right. That, I mean, if, if it's fit. a dog fight, I'm putting I'm putting on Hundo on Starkville so here. It's, so it's the House of Lords versus the House of Commons at this point. Exactly. We are, yeah. we are, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Wow, that's we perfect. are well-bred, matted bulldogs, <laughs> deserving of our title and rank in society. <laughs> Go, he's a damn good dog. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this goes completely with George's. You know, we got we descended from nobility. Sure. <laughs> Our state is even named after the Pringle King. Him- <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to this all day. 